Jai Kali Ma, victory and reverence to the great mother goddess Kali Ma. So welcome to the third of the Shakti mini teachings on various emanations of Devi. So four days for emanations of Devi. And today we will be speaking about encountering the Divine Mother Kali. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Sadika, a collection of special podcast mini-trainings from Embodied Philosophy and the Embodied Podcasts Network. Each multi-part series of Sadika explores a different area of Dharma and contemplative studies. Sadika features episodes on topics from Buddhism to Hinduism, from yoga to the Divine Feminine. Taught by faculty and friends of Embodied Philosophy, each series is a short audio course on the topic it explores. To watch the video version of these episodes, become a digital member for access to EPTV, Embodied Philosophy's streaming video service. To start your 14-day free trial, head to embodiedphilosophy.com forward slash EPTV. Kali Ma, I feel personally, is one of the most misunderstood goddesses um, in the West. She's actually a goddess of unconditional love. She's a mother. And while she is a wrathful deity and her energy is very strong, I think a lot of the fear towards Kali Ma comes from not really understanding the nature of who this Devi is. So who is Kali Ma? Well, we could say she is a goddess of death and transformation, but she's also a goddess of birth and life. She is a mother goddess who has absolutely no tolerance for our delusions, our illusions, for our inflated ego, um, and the way that we insist that things are a certain way. She is a mother that comes in with her sword and, and will chop off our heads as soon as we're getting a bit too prideful or greedy or selfish and so forth to remind us of what is real. And what is real? Her unconditional love. Her iconography, so she's depicted with her hair open and hanging down, and this expresses the fabric of reality. It said that her hair expresses the nature of reality, the fabric of reality, from states of dissolution back into creation. And it also connotes that she's in a very powerful state because she has her blood. And one of the earliest offerings to the mother actually predates what we find in some of the later orthodox offerings to the goddess is menstrual blood. It was said by Vicky Noble uh, presented uh, research in her book Shakti Woman on the original blood that was offered on the altar being a woman, a woman's monthly blood. And so Kali is understood to be in this menstruating state because she's untamable. She's wild. She is in touch with the, the Kundalini energy, with intuition, with wisdom itself. And so in part, we see that through the, the hair, the wild hair. We also see that she has, um, she's wearing a skirt of severed arms. And again, this may be a terrifying or seemingly gruesome image, but for those that are initiated or those that have 
worked with Kali, or we could even say those that Kali has claimed as her child, as her beloved, know that actually this iconography is speaking to the deeper mysteries, deeper teachings of existence. So one of the ways that we can understand her skirt of summer, severed arms is the many ways that we can align and express with our dharma. Um, so she, her skirt points to the many different paths to and from her as ultimate reality. She is the absolute in undifferentiated form that expresses on the relative plane in this anthropomorphic form with iconography such as the skirt of severed arms. She also has a garland of severed heads or skulls and a lot of, of, of esoteric symbolism. One of the ways that we can understand this garland of severed heads is to represent the afflicted mind, the afflicted emotions, the um, negative thoughts that are looping that, and, and so forth, all the obscurations um, that we briefly visited when we talked about goddess Durga in another one of these mini teachings. So Kali is actually wearing this garland, representing those demons, uh, the demons of the mind, the demons of our inner experience um, that is afflicted or obscured and then also the garland can represent the letters so-called letters of the sanskrit alphabet so they have a whole relationship with linguistic mysticism so again a greater teaching deeper teaching but essentially the sacred vibrations the sounds of each of these letters in what is not necessarily an alphabet it's more of a matrix, as my uh, yogini teacher always describes the alphabet. It's a matrix, a, a womb space out of which all reality emerges through these sacred vibrations. And so we get just a glimpse or a brief experience of that if we understand what the significance of the garland is. Depends, again, like with the other Davies, they can have a, a different number of arms. When they have four or more arms, they're in what is known as a Maha aspect, as a great aspect, as a supreme mother aspect. And so generally, typically, we find Kali in her Maha aspect with four arms. And so she holds a sword, a sword of discriminating wisdom, sword to sever our attachments, especially these attachments to that which keeps us bound in the samsaric reality that keeps us um, kind of locked or looped in these cycles of suffering, where she cuts, takes that sword and cuts through certain desires that are creating more karmas, more suffering for ourselves. She sometimes has a trident, also shares this tool with her emanation when she appears as Durga. And a lot of times people will ask that, you know, Durga, Kali, what's the difference? Well, they have a difference in their iconography and also in how they express the consciousness. But really, they're, they're one mother, just two sides of one coin, we could say, or like the moon has its dark phase and its full phase. Kali and Durga are both very fierce emanations of the Divine Mother, and yet they have this extremely loving, um, benevolent quality as well. 
So Kali, the sword, she also will hold in one of her hands a severed head. Um, and again, representing these afflicted states, afflicted emotions, afflicted thoughts. And um, when she appears in the four, with the four, traditionally, I said mentioned the trident. Sometimes you see the trident interchanged with the sword. Most commonly, you'll find with the forearm variation that Kali is displaying two mudras. So she's holding these mudras, one with the palm facing out um, and the fingers pointing down, and then the other with the palm out, fingers pointing up. And so in the lower hand, it's the Varada mudra, and it's a boon giving. She's giving her blessings. She's giving us her Shakti. She's giving us her um, enlivening power. She's also giving us the power to annihilate that which is not benefiting us. That's that which is limiting or inhibiting us. The upper hand is called the Abhaya Mudra and Kali is removing our fears. Actually, Abhaya in Sanskrit is another meaning of um, a reference towards non-duality. So she's removing the fears that keep us in these dualistic states and prevent us from knowing the ultimate non-dual reality, which is, which is her, which is this Divine Mother herself. So she typically is depicted sky-clad or naked. It's said that she has a deep blue-black body, like the blue-black, the mystery of the cosmos, because she is the cosmos or the, the blackness of the earth. She is the fertility. Again, coming back, which we've seen with some of these other goddesses, this theme of the great cosmic yoni, the womb. She's the source from which we all come. And the source to which we all return. One other thing to point out about Kali and one way that you could recognize her is um, in relationship to the others is you'll see her with her tongue hanging out. And this, of, of course, has many layers of meaning, but for one, it's speaking to the taste of our experience, that Kali is this mother trying to help us to remember that everything is her reality, whether it's something that's causing us pain or sorrow or a struggle in some way, or it's um, creating great pleasure, joy, bliss, and so forth, that Ultimately, we can take this view of one taste, one mother, that she is the Shakti that is flowing through all of it. And it's only through that limited lens of our own um, experience that we may judge or try to qualify things as being, quote unquote, right or wrong, good or bad. It's all her, all this Divine Mother. So to conclude, uh, in the other teachings, we have done a short meditation, visualization, along with a very basic mantra to just come into that field of consciousness, the expression of this deity. With Kali Ma, actually, her mantras are more protected, or we could say more secret, because of the voltage of energy, because of the amplitude of energy to break through certain constructs within the mind and, and within the body. And so um, it's not advised, especially in a public teaching like this, to give out a mantra. The mantra too, even give them other mantras that were given in this series, we can understand 
not just as words, as we may have been conditioned to experience them, but really as the vibrational essence, the sonic essence of the mother herself. So we're meeting these expressions of consciousness of the absolute in these very specific vibrational forms. But we can touch in with Tukali's field in other ways. And um, so why don't we just take a moment to do that now? And if you'd like to get to know her more, colors that you can, can relate to her through, of course, is that black or that blue-black. Also, the white, white being the color of the bones, and then the black being the color of her fertility, her creative force, and then the red being her rajasic, her shakti energy. Of course, many different ways of understanding, relating to the colors through the gunas or um, through different lenses, but to access her in a, her light frequency, red, white, and black. Her days are Tuesday and Saturday, just like Durga, just opening to her, opening, um, we'll just open to her in a, in a brief meditation and we'll see if a, another mantra will, will come through to honor this aspect of the mother. So if you will, please close your eyes. Allow your awareness to drop deep into your heart center. And let's meet Kalima in the radiant blackness of the heart. And maybe you could imagine or see or feel three orbs of light, a red orb, a white orb, in this black orb, contrasted against this beautiful luminous black drop of her cosmic womb here in our heart center. And if in this moment when you're watching this, if there is a fear that's very present for you, maybe even a fear of sitting in silence for a moment in the presence of such a powerful goddess as Kali Ma, just offering this fear to her feet, to one of these orbs, maybe it hasn't translated into a anthropomorphic form, but in any way that makes sense to you, just offering that fear or something, if you don't have a fear right now, something that's causing you a bit of struggle or pain And I think we, what we'll do is we'll just say her name. And so again, connecting deeply with this energy in the heart center. Kalima, Kalima, Kalima. Kalima, Kalima, 
Kalima 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 We bow to you, Great Mother Kali. We place these offerings, these obscurations, these afflictions, these experiences that create more suffering at your feet. And we ask you, Divine Mother Kali, to show us, to guide us into opening to the tremendous, incredible, unconditional love of your ultimate mystery. May we remember you. And then silently just saying, Jai Kalima, Jai Kalima, Jai Kalima. Jai Ma.